Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, Carla? What's up, Andrea? So we're just waiting for Maite so we can start the show and see if she'll join us. Where are you at, Maite? Mm. Oh, wait. Maybe that's her. Hang on. I would like to announce that I have decided not to return to the podcast. What? Until you all find me. (laughs) Make sure you let everyone know how amazing I am. Uh oh. <laughs> and work hard to make a miracle great again. Oh shit. Carla, you better start. My thing, it's it's oh. it's it's the greatest honor of my life. It's a blessing. Come back. My thing, if you don't come back, I'm gonna use my dirty feet and like chase you. Uh, welcome to the POC podcast, guys. I'm your host, Andrea. I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Carla. Hello. Uh, unfortunately, Maite is still not coming, even after we groveled, because she's saving the, you know, the JJs in Vegas and doing things with Planned Parenthood at a conference. But she'll be back. But uh, we're Hopefully. Here. Yeah, she better be back. <laughs> but we're here to cover the crazy week. So we want to start off with... A quick update, because literally as soon as we finished recording last week's episode, we got the news that Melania moved into the White House. So that's our update for the week. I I feel bad for her because now she's stuck with her husband. But the creepiest thing is uh, the picture of her family joining her out out of Air Force One, helping her with the move or whatever, or like keep, you know, hanging out with her. And her father looks exactly like Donald Trump if he didn't have dyed hair and tanned. It is so creepy. Well, they say that girls marry their dads. But that was just creepy. It was. So that's our update for the week. We're going to dive into some of the lowlights and highlights of the week. Got a lot to cover, so we'll just dive in. We kicked out the week by saying that D.C. and Maryland Attorney General sue Trump alleging breach of constitutional oath. Attorney Generals for the District of Columbia and the State of Maryland sued Trump on Monday alleging that he has violated anti-corruption clauses in the Constitution by accepting millions in payments and benefits from foreign governments since moving into the White House. So tell us something we didn't know. (laughs) Do we really think that that's going to do anything? Well, my curiosity is like, I think that there could be a criminal case, but you can't really sue a president criminally. You have to impeach him. So I don't know. I mean, the way that I see it, if it's going to mean he has to waste more money on lawyers, you know, and spend more time battling on 10 different fronts, I'm cool with it. I mean, we have to give it to Trump. He is making more jobs for attorneys. (laughs) True. Because even his attorneys have to hire attorneys. Yes. Attorneys on attorneys on attorneys. (laughs) This is a cute story from this week. You'll appreciate this, Carla. Fox News is dropping fair and balanced slogan. The New York Magazine is reporting that according to the network executives, Fox News has decided to abandon its marketing slogan, Fair and Balanced. The decision was made last August after Ailes was ousted by President Jack Aberney because the phrase has been mocked, one insider said. Another executive explained that the tagline was too closely associated to Roger. 
Fox have now switched it to most watched, most trusted. <laughs> okay. They didn't, they Hi. didn't, they didn't, no, I'm with you. They didn't listen to mine. Where do you go to get all your bullshit? <laughs> it doesn't have quite the same ring to it. I submitted it, but they didn't, they didn't like it. <laughs> do you have any ideas for them? Full of crap, races as fuck? Uh, that works for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all. Maybe he's some FCC problems with using the word fuck, though. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we could I need to rethink just, that. Maybe we could just do where it's just AF. And then we, get, we can get away with it. Yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't be another week if the Trump kids didn't do something embarrassing or stupid or just really fucking obnoxious. This time, it was Ivanka's turn at the wheel. And she said, there is a level of viciousness that I was not expecting. I'll play the clip for you. Is it harder than you thought to stick to the things you want to do because of what keeps coming up, whether it's the Russia investigation or something else? It, it is hard, and there's a level of viciousness that I was not expecting. The ferocity was, um, I was a little blindsided by on a personal level. Blindsided by your father spewing hate on the campaign trail. So thanks for noticing. I'm surprised how. Oh, uh, what's the word? They're not. I mean, they're out of touch, but they'll divorce from reality. What they call viciousness. It's just Americans defending their rights and the Constitution and the rule of law. And I think her brother last week said that Democrats were not even humans. Yeah, so I we're think not that even, yeah, they're not even people. I think the level of viciousness is people demanding their their rights, their constitutional rights. So that tells you a lot of how they see their kind of government and their ruling. Yeah, it's. I mean, you're the president. You're not the king. You're not to be bowed down to. This is what is the U.S. It, it, and it's it's so amazing. Like, did you not see what Obama p- was put through? What Bush had to go through? I was guilty of giving Bush shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Every president gets guff. Like, uh, how miserable was Clinton when he was president? Like, every president gets shit. But her, her father is abhorrent. So this is a whole different level of resistance that is needed, you know? Yeah. I mean, and her father attacked Obama on a very personal level for years. Mm-hmm. If that, that for her was not vicious. But because it was her daddy, so it's okay. Yeah, I, I don't understand. And the thing is, I'm, I've had up to here with her, like, I'm going to talk pretty and softly and tell you that it's all going to be okay. You can't be mad at me. I'm going to be the moderating influence. Look at me. I'm great. No. Yeah, moderating shit. Yeah. The last and plus, was... we didn't elect her. Yes. We didn't elect anybody from their family. And how come they're all working and talking on behalf of the administration? I know. Junior is like rapid response on the Twitter machine. He's like, <laughs> what can I rage tweet? Well, he should keep mind? doing it because it's great for the lawyers when they sue Trump. All that material well, is just I think golden. That's, I think that's why he's doing it, because Trump himself is, like, they're probably sitting on his phone, like, don't touch the fucking phone. So Yeah, but Eric's ju- not helping. He's digging the hole even deeper. Yeah, Junior's definitely not helping, for sure. Are you ready 
are, are, do you have your mean tulip? Are you sitting down? Are you clutching your pearls? Because it's time for Jeff Sessions. Carla, are you ready for this? I'm never ready for this. <laughs> I'm just going to do a quick synopsis of, uh, of what happened. Say, like, you know, oath. Oath is such a strong word. Now, when, when I said oath, now I thought I was saying oats in one of those, <laughs> one of those lispy Barcelona accents, you know, oof. Oof. <laughs> and now with and Sergey Kislev. Now I, I only met him two times, <laughs> three times. Okay, three times. But the third, the third time was in a men's restroom, and we was just talking about what a trial it is to get soap out of those <laughs> electric soap dispensers. <laughs> and um, as as for Jim Coleman, um, he asked me to keep Trump out of his way, right? And that's saying I didn't respond, but the truth is, I didn't hear him. <laughs> now, this guy's about six foot eight, and I had heard a sound above my head. I thought it was a cicada. I was, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Recuse me. <laughs> <laughs> That was the brilliant Kate McKinnon asked Jeff Sessions, but that was not any less substantive than what really happened. This is for real a summary of Jeff Sessions and really what happened because basically he couldn't recall anything and he was pissed that Comey was saying in Uenda that something nefarious caused his recusal. So, recuse me. <laughs> but this is his real testimony on like a synopsis. So, let's hear that for real. Attorney General Sessions. Appreciate your willingness to appear before the committee today. Thank you much. Did you ever discuss the Russia investigations with the president? No, I'm not able to comment on that. You are not able to answer the question? That's correct. Uh, could you have met other... I cannot answer that. Uh, you, uh, you said... I don't recall. You'd be able to go in and... Clear. I don't believe I can discuss... You're talking about stonewalling. I uh, am not stonewalling. Respectfully, you're not... I don't not recall. Did Donald Trump? I don't recall. What do we think? I don't know. Do you know why? I don't recall it. Uh, you've spoken very plainly from the very beginning, from your opening statement all the way through this time. This hearing is now adjourned. Thank you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was the Jeff Sessions testimony. That and the fact that my favorite part of the testimony that was amazing and upsetting all at the same time, Kamala Harris was going on with her badass self. And then, I don't know what, this is the second time in two weeks that McCain, who's not even in this committee, gets invited to come and tells Kamala to shut up. I don't know what is his deal. Like, are they oh, just- Oh, you know what is his deal. <laughs> is it because the black lady is speaking too many, too many questions? Like, are they speaking Southern? What, I, don't, I don't- Well, there's definitely, there's definitely an issue with the ladies, whole <sighs> issue with the black ladies, because they did the same thing to Alan Maxine. Yeah. They are not about that. Ah, it's so infuriating. But yeah, they are afraid of black girl magic. Mm-hmm. But don't fuck with Auntie Maxine, no. Mm-mm. Or with Kamala. Mm-mm. So I will play that exchange where she makes him nervous. With any Russian businessmen or any Russian nationals. I don't believe I had any conversation 
with Russian businessmen or Russian nationals. Are you aware of Although any communications? Although a lot of people were at the convention, it's conceivable that somebody sir, sir, came I up have to me. Just a few well, you minutes. let me qualify. I, if, you, okay. if I don't qualify, you'll accuse me of lying. I ain't got no so I need to be correct as best I can. I do want you to be honest. And I'm not able to uh, be rushed this fast. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous, Carla. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous that I'm going to say something and end up in jail. If I end up in jail, if I don't qualify, if you, for real, bro, I I feel like I'm playing Pokemon. Catch them all, motherfuckers! Catch them all. <laughs> oh for man. sure. For sure. It just moves us to a sad day, but we're gonna be completely honest. I've always said that we're gonna keep it 1600. I'll be brutally honest. So we're gonna talk about the Steve Kelis shooting. And what happened there? So, a gunman opened fire at the Republican congressman practice for the congressional baseball game, injuring Steve Kalise, lobbyists for Tyson Foods, Mike Micah, and Capitol Police officer heroes, Crystal Grenier and David Bailey, uh, which prevented the massacre. Latest news is that Steve Kalise is in serious condition, which is an improvement from uh, where he was before, so he's shortly, shortly, short, slowly but surely improving, so that's a good thing. We don't wish him to be dead despite how much he wanted gun control. I mean, he wanted no part of gun control. He wanted, he was all Mr. First Second Amendment. And uh, I hope the irony is not lost on, on him and all of the Republicans that were saved, because that could have been a massacre with that guy having a machine gun. Steve Calise, for those of you who don't know who he is, he is the, the majority whip, meaning that he's the third ranking Republican in the House. Because of his rank, in the party, he gets Secret Service. That's why Crystal Grainer and David Bailey were there, two African-American police officers who saved the racist bigot. <laughs> who He calls himself David Duke without the baggage. Pardon me for not having too much sympathy that this anti-gay, all about guns man got saved by two black and one gay lady. <laughs> So, and so were, because if, he, if his security detail had not been there, all those congressmen would have been dead. All of them, because the fact that there was security detail there was what saved them. So. And that's like, it's not, and it wasn't just people carrying gun, it was trained. Exactly. Not just guns. a good guy with a gun, but trained Secret Service trained agents. Trained individual, exactly. And also, of course, after thoughts and prayers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Let's talk about not just gun control, but the connection between gun control and domestic violence. Hey, that's a very good point because, yes, uh, I know that the guy supported Bernie. But to me, I, he could have supported Trump. I don't give a rat's ass. Because the history of domestic, domestic violence is clearly connected to other larger acts of violence. So if there had been gun control regulations that prevented people that had a history of violence like this guy did of domestic violence, he couldn't have shot anybody. It didn't matter who he liked, whether he liked Bernie, whether he liked Hillary, whether he liked Trump, it wouldn't have mattered. Um, Absolutely. And it's not just about getting guns away from people. It's getting guns away from people who should not have them. I don't think that there's any incentive for people with violent convictions or violent complaints in their record or have already displayed being irresponsible with guns to have more guns. Or for the, at the same time, why are congressmen voting to make 
easier to uh, achieve to to get like silencers yeah literally there was what that, are you talking that, about that day there was supposedly a, a legislation that would allow an expansion of silencers deregulation against silencers was scheduled for that day literally that day like how is that necessary for your security yeah is, well their excuse is it's for the hearing to protect the hearing of officers and gun fanatics please oh, give me a break suck it my biggest pet peeve through all this is all the Republican talking heads, well, not all, I don't want to generalize, but a huge amount were saying, oh, this is all the liberal fault because they're so angry at Trump and they've lost their mind and they can't control their anger. So it's all their fault. And I call a big ass bullshit. And Carla, bear with me, but I have some, I have some receipts. Do you mind if I pull them out for a second? Not at all. Go for it. All right. So Rand Paul, had no problem quoting Judge Napolitano in a tweet. Why don't we have a second amendment? It's not to shoot deer, it's to shoot at the government when it becomes tyrannical. That was June 23rd, 2016. GOP House candidate Robert Lowry held a campaign event at Florida at a gun range in October 2009 where he fired gunshots at a silhouette of Debbie Wasserman Schultz. That seems like fun. This is a quote from Sharon Angle, Republican. You know, if Congress keeps going this way, people are really looking towards those Second Amendment remedies. And then this is a quote from Brad Goring, Republican. If I could issue hunting permits, I would officially declare today opening day for liberals. The season would be extended through November 2nd and have no limits on how many can be taken as we need to thin the herd. He, of course, deleted the Facebook post, but not before anybody got screen grabs. Um, yeah. And all these, I'm going to put links to the stories so that you can see them or you can see the images of the deleted tweets. Uh, it's thoughts and prayers, dude. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. And of course, there's the get on the target to victory November. Help remove Gabrielle Griffiths from office. Read an advertisement for the event called Shoot, a fully automatic MX-16 with Jam Kelly, who was her rival right before she got shot. And then there's, of course, the don't retreat, reload. Sarah Palin circulating a map with the crosshairs, literally, on Democrats who supported the ACA. Then, of course, this is Steve, uh, one of the beauties, uh, Steve, Steve King, said that it's all Obama's fault. That, the <laughs> that was fun. And let's not forget Trump, who said if she gets to pick her judges, nothing you can do, folks. Although Second Amendment people might, maybe there is, I don't know. That was Trump. Well, yeah. I mean, are you, you can keep going until probably next week, so. No, yeah, I mean, and I, just because Trump is Trump, I'm going to play a little montage of Trump encouraging violence at his rallies. Here's a guy throwing punches. I like to punch him in the face. Every once in a while we talk about nonviolence, right? You're surprised to hear that from Trump, aren't you? What is wrong with you? If you see somebody getting ready to throw a tomato, knock the crap out of them, would you? Seriously. I will pay for the legal fees, I promise. USA. USA. Throw them out. Throw them out into the cold. Don't give them their coat. No coats. And this guy started screaming by himself. And they did, I don't know, rough up? He should have been, maybe he should have been roughed up. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you please? Get him out of here. Throw him out.
They say, I have the most loyal people. Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? We had four. That's just a sampling. And that is the truth. So uh, that is a sampling. So I don't want to hear any of this shit. It's all liberals' fault. Fuck that noise. And in a classy move, the, the game, which I loved, was actually still played the day after, after all this shit went down. Democrats easily beat the Republicans 11 to 2 making it basically 12, 12 of the past 13 years. And the only reason they lost last year is because they had, I don't know if you remember, it was after Pulse and they had the, the, they talked all night over the Senate. So they were a little tired. So they didn't play their best. But they won 11 to two. And here's the cool thing. They gave the trophy to Steve Calise. Isn't that pretty classy? It's a nice thought, but I, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, because so, um, didn't we just do that with the election? Yeah. Isn't that what Democrats always do? God damn it, Carla. <laughs> I was feeling warm and fuzzy and then... No. Uh, there ain't no warm and fuzzy about this. <laughs> it's deplorable um, that the political extremism has gotten to the point where individual citizens think that it's okay to shoot representatives yeah, absolutely. because they disagree. Um, but I think that there is a level of responsibility from those elected officials for not listening to their constituents, pushing people to the brink when they're seeing that their health care will be eliminated and people with real difficult constraints on their health, people who will definitely die because they don't have health care. You're pushing them when you're to the brink. Mental health issues. Right. right. And I don't think we're going to stop seeing episodes like this. No. I don't, I think it, I think this is only the beginning. And I, in a way, I think that that's what they want. Yeah, I mean. That's, I, the, I saw, that's, that's all they can understand. Yeah, I was terrified that I saw some that said, Democrats are next. Like, now it's going to be like, you take one of ours, we take one of yours. Like, which is, an eye for an eye is going to make us all blind. Like you said, there's no excuse. There's no acceptable reason for this violence at all. And okay. I think you, when you compare Democratic response to Republicans, Democrats are not calling for conservatives to be shot every other day, like the Republicans are. So I think it's, I mean, we always know that they're hypocritical in many of their well, I mean, conversations uh, about Democrats. If you think about it, even when they're not at the, uh, like on 10, where they're like, oh, we need Second Amendment solutions, it's subtle. Like, oh, the, the war on Christianity. Dog whistles all the way. The war, on, the, war on, the war on Christianity. Like that to me, when you're at war, you have, you have your your partners or your enemies. And when you're with that mentality, then there's no way you can find the common ground. So from one annoying story or upsetting story to the next annoying story, upsetting story, you want to talk about Philando Castile? Yeah, let's talk about right. that. So on Friday, a jury acquitted the Minnesota police officer, Geronimo Yanez, of all charges in the shooting, which happened in July 2016 and left Castile dead, raising the national debate over police conduct towards black Americans. Officer Yanis, an officer of the suburbs of Anthony, had been, had been charged with second-degree manslaughter and endangering safety of, by discharging a firearm because there was a kid in the car. Um, I, I'm going to let you lead, Carla, because honestly, I have no words. It's just disgusting, upsetting, frustrating. Like, what, what needs to happen? Like, it's recorded. The guy complied. Like, what else needs to happen so that he doesn't get shot? The contradictory instructions, like, 
don't pick up the gun, but give me your license. Like, well, I need to move my hand to get to my license. You know what I mean? What do you want me to do? Pick, make up your mind. I, I don't well, even Well, I think it was admit the larger problem, which is black people are portrayed as scary, violent, yeah, by interactions, uh, like the building of a nation. They're portraying people of color as a violent subhuman race. So those thoughts get very deep in the people's subconscious. So let's be real. They weren't afraid of being shot. And um, unfortunately, that happened in Seattle this week. Um, A black woman um, called police to report a burglary. She opened the door with a knife. She was afraid. She had children with her. And they're still investigating. But she was shot multiple times by police in Seattle. And Seattle already passed consent decree um, for police brutality in the past. Mm -hmm. Huge outpouring of support for the family. And also, like, the people of Seattle want answers. And they don't want to hear, oh, we fear for our death, for our lives. And the police officers, because... Are we sending the message to police officers that their lives are more important than the people that they're serving? What it is about? I don't even think it's that. There's a reason why I'm not a cop. I don't want to put my life at risk. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right. And you know, like it, when you yeah, and I think, of employment that you know you're going to be at risk if you're in the military, if you're in a cop, if you're in any other kind of first responder, you know you're putting yourself on the line every time you go to work. Like yeah, and absolutely. And I think also, let's not forget that the person, the officer, the police officer was Latin. He, he looks so there's also out, like, oh, crap, what did I do? Like, just from the video, it's just so horrific. Yeah, it was. Be, and first of all, police officers need to be trained in anti-bias policing. They need escalation tactics. Um, but moreover, I think that we need to have a very honest conversation about yeah, Black mean, Lives Matter. I mean, this is, guy, doesn't happen to white people. Yeah, I mean, the guy was just not threatening. Like, to me, like, a better way to deal with this would have been, like, as soon as he, the guy said, hey, I have a gun, he was forthcoming about it, so he wasn't trying to hide it. If he was generally trying to hurt you, he probably wouldn't have told you he had it. So if you were still scared, ask him to pull the gun out first and give it to you. And then you could address the situation and then ask for the license. Don't ask him for both things. When, how is he going to comply? He can't get, not reach for it and still grab up for a license. That's what really tr- drives me crazy. I'm like, he was trying to do what you said, but you were giving him contradictory information. Whereas if you were still, the fact that he was forthcoming about it, should have told you you should have been fine. And then two, if you were still scared, just ask for the gun. Be like, can you please provide the gun right now and then we'll address the situation? Well, it's just like, again, if you have grown up, and this is where I want to talk about like Latin people and the history of racism in Latin America. And in Latin America, it's a lot, in, in many places, it's a lot more subtle. Having yeah. bad hair, it's about don't damage your race by marrying someone with bad hair. Yeah. Um, you don't see the blatant racism and segregation at the levels that you saw in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, coming from Puerto Rico, where a lot of people are in all different shades and colors, with a fear of people of color who are darker than me. Yeah. I didn't grow up with that fear. 
But the moment I moved to the U.S. as a 14-year-old and I, I started noticing how the media portrayed people of color, especially black people, like mm-hmm. the law and order, the movies, they create an image that is really hard to break free from. Yeah. Growing up in the U.S., you cannot ignore those racial tensions when your job is to protect people. There is a bias and people, everybody has a little bit of racism in them. Definitely something that police departments need to invest in and needs to carefully monitor. And unfortunately, we're not going to see the Jeff Sessions Department of Justice going after these uh, shootings. No, we're not going to see them. And it, it is up poor woman in Seattle died this weekend. There's no reason for her to die, especially not in front of her children. Response is very much saying, this isn't okay. We want answers. That's great. That, hopefully something comes of it. Yeah. Um, I think we'll definitely get some answers. And there's obviously the Seattle Police Department needs a lot more training. Yeah. To overcome these biases that police officers have. I mean, it's a constant thing. You, you, you can't lay, oh, I'm good now. I've trained. Like, you got to keep constantly yeah. refreshing and working on it. I mean, and it's like one of the things that really impacted me the other day. I saw, uh, I don't know if you know W. Kamal Bell. He's a comedian. He's like, I'm a black nerd. I'm a liberal, like that kind of a thing. And he has a show on, an, on uh, CNN where he basically goes and talks to people that are very different than him to kind of learn and expand his thoughts on what makes America. And this pa- this weekend he went to Puerto Rico, but the weekend before he basically did a Kamal Buys a Gun show. And he starts the show talking about how he gets a lot of hate mail and threats and he's concerned for his family's safety, even though he lives in like the liberal bastion of San Francisco. But he's like... People be cray, like, I'm scared, I have two kids, and I have a wife, and I want to protect them, so I don't know if maybe I do want to keep a gun. Um, and his wife is like, well, what are you going to do with a gun, like, that whole thing. And she's like, it, she's like, I don't know what to do, because part of me wants to agree with you that maybe we should look into getting a gun and, ha- and getting trained and having safety. Because my go-to response, if we were in trouble, would be to call the police. But now, because you're my husband, she's white, he's black. She's like, I'm scared to call the police because I feel like I have to tell them my husband is six, like six four. He's tall. He's black. He lives here. Please don't kill him. And that's an awful thought to have to like in the middle of an emergency have to be like, oh my god, please don't shoot my husband. You know? So. Absolutely. I think here the the feeling is don't call the cops on yeah. a person of color because you might be signing their death warrant. Yeah, I mean, and or if you're a loved one, like she's not black but her husband is so i don't i don't have an answer man i just something needs to change something's got to give for sure because this is just draining (sighs) yeah especially for communities of color that have to live through this every single time with people weeks it seems some thoughts and prayers you know what we need some training we need the community to push and then especially like white people to say this isn't okay because they're obviously not listening to people of color yeah uh yeah i mean totally totally agree all right so should we talk cuba and what happened <laughs> salí de cuba, deje mi vida, deje mi amor. yeah let's go 
So Trump rolls back the Cuba detente. Trump announced on Friday that he was reversing crucial pieces of what's called the terrible and misguided deal with Cuba. Not everything's a fucking deal, you moron. Uh, and, re and will reinstate travel and commercial restrictions that were eased by the Obama administration. Trump's actions fell short of doing so, really, because, you know, he's all talk and no action. After the speech, he signed a six-page directive that ordered new travel for commercial restrictions while leaving in place key Obama-era measures during the speech in Little Havana. As part of the new policy, Americans will no longer be able to plan their own private trips to Cuba, but they can go as part of an authorized educational tour, which is subject to audits and strict rules. American companies and citizens will also be banned from doing business with any firm controlled by the Cuban military or intelligence or security services, walling off crucial parts of the economy. Despite his grandiose description, the policy is really a middle ground between hardliners in Congress like Marco Rubio, which explains now why he's doing what he was doing his bidding, and Marco Diaz Balart, both Florida reps, who have been called for a complete reversal of Obama's policies, President Obama's policies, and other human um, and other business leaders and human rights groups that uh, many of Trump's advisors who wanted to preserve it. So basically, the the embassy stays. The measure doesn't affect the ability of Cuban Americans to travel freely to the island and send money to relatives or a broad array of rules that were put in France in place by President Obama. So basically, he didn't do a whole lot except maybe make it harder to travel there. So again, it's all show for him. Any thoughts, Carla, on that? Um, I, I went to Cuba last year. I know. And it was an amazing experience. You went for the wedding, right? Went, uh, we went just for vacation, tourist things. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Uh, see it, and I really wanted to go, so we just did it. Um, it was a great experience, and you can definitely see the impact of tourism and how it's helping lift all the boats there. Yeah. Um, it, I'm saddened that Trump took this take. I think that there's no rhyme or reason why there should be limitations on where we can travel or not travel. Mm. And his, you can see that his whole thing is to undo Obama's kind of yeah. policies. Yeah, and I bet you that he doesn't even understand what the hell he signed. No. And he's that's like, all he said. I would like, love for said, the president to give me a good concrete policy reason why well, and traveling irony, to Cuba is a bad idea. The irony is he tried to use, oh, humanitarian reasons, right? Uh, bitch, you were just in Saudi Arabia. Uh, you're all up on to Putin's dick. So, uh, since when do you give a damn about humanitarian things? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, nope. I mean, and to me, he's only doing it because he, he wants to, to be on Marco Rubio's good side so he can protect him in the intel committee. Like, this is all what it's about, you know? That, and like you said, to be like, what can I undo with my pen that Obama did? You know? Absolutely. Those two are a win-win for him. Well, speaking of Rubio and the Intelligence Committee, shall we dive into our new segment, Trump Russia? And the latest stories. Shall we get into it? Let's dive right in. So the Senate panel to probe D Donald Trump's firing of James Comey. Senate Judiciary Committee plans to open an investigation into the circumstances surrounding Trump's removal of James Comey as FBI director. The probe would examine uh, a thorny question of whether Trump improperly interfered with a continuing investigation by doing so. 
Uh, Republicans chair said in a, in a letter, this committee has an obligation to fully investigate any alleged improper partisan interference in law enforcement investigations. So apparently grass season, that's a good sign. We'll take it. This was really upsetting, Carla. Bloomberg News reported that Russian cyber hacks in the U.S. electoral system were far wider than previously known. Russian cyber attackers on the U.S. electoral system before Trump's election was more widespread than we had publicly revealed, including incursions in voter databases and software systems in almost twice as many states as originally reported. Illinois investigators found evidence that cyber intruders tried to delete or alter voter data and that the hackers accessed software that was used by poll workers on election day. In at least one of the states, the access campaign, the access campaign finance database, details, details of the wave attack in the summer of 2016 and fall were provided by three people with direct knowledge of the U.S. investigations into the matter. In all, Russian hackers hit systems in 39 states, Carla. That's basically the entire union. Like 10 states short of the entire union. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, for sure. I, and like, people I mean, are like, oh, it didn't change the vote tallies. You don't need to change the vote tallies. People can't vote. Exactly. <laughs> or the even scarier, if you change people, if you change people's minds, you know? Well, absolutely. And I think the, but that's the only way they can win. And I don't see giving a flying rat's ass about voter suppression because that is their intent. That is their strategy to win. 2018, if we can get there. Oh, good Lord. Can I keep it all together? Hold the floor, guys. Just hold the ceiling together. Put some tape on this bitch. Let's do it. All right. So Trump's favorite son, Jared Kushner, the special counsel is investigating him, Carla. How about them apples? No, really? Pobrecito. He didn't do nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Robert S. Mueller III is investigating the finances and business dealings of Jared Kushner as part of the investigation into the Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election. FBI agents and federal prosecutors have also been examining the financial dealings after Trump's associates, including Flynn, Manafort, and Page. Should be interesting. And here is my favorite and the best Russia, Trump Russia story thus far. The bombshell, special counsel Robert Mueller III is investigating Donald J. Trump for possible obstruction of justice. So much for not being under investigation. Happy birthday, Trump. (laughs) The Washington Post reported this on Trump's birthday that the special counselor overseeing the Russian investigation uh, is interviewing senior officials as part of the widening probe that now includes an examination of whether Trump attempted to obstruct justice. Popular briefs on the matter request, uh, of the request uh, speak, spoke on the condition of anonymity because they are not authorized to discuss the matter publicly. They said that De- Daniel Coates, current director of national intelligence, Mike Rogers, head of the national security, and Rogers recently departed deputy Re- Richard Leggett all agreed to be interviewed by Mueller as early as this week. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> what do we think, Carla? Oh, I don't even know. Because I feel like if things go the way I think they're going to go down, and unless, like, your theory of 
le un ataque, and he just passes out and dies on us from a heart attack or the stress or the stroke or something. I feel like Robert Mueller is going to be wrapping up this obstruction of justice investigation right in time for us to take over the House in 2018. At which point, I... get the fuck out, motherfucker. It's about to go down. I mean, that's why I, I think that the only way that they can hold power at this point is through voter suppression or eliminating elections. I think we're so close to a Tarian government, but autocracy, autocracy. Yeah. I can't even say it in English. Yeah, autocracy. Um, so I don't even know what's going to happen. I think whoever's writing the book, blast, and <laughs> we don't know what the next twist in the plot will be. Yeah. I, I definitely do think, though, that we're still in action, too. We're ramping up the big action it's going to be somewhere soon and who knows how long that will take oh man yeah it's good stuff um, we still have a little time so I want to share another story that we didn't include in our story so uh, a Shakespeare in the park has been getting a lot of heat because they have a dude that looks like Trump and a Slovenian lady playing Mrs. Trump or Mrs. Caesar uh, at Shakespeare in the Park, which was brilliantly done. So we, I, my friend went to the show on Friday and gave me all the scoop about this lady that when, and the scene where they're killing Julius Caesar, AKA the Trump lookalike, this lady literally jumped on stage, interrupted the whole production and got herself arrested. Of course, now they're doing like free Laura hashtag on the Twitter machine. They're trying to raise all this money for her. And I'm like, hold um, up, but we're supposed to be the snowflakes. One that we people freak Wait, out. Wait, not only that, they created the Free Laura webpage like a few hours before she went on. Well, they also found a Craigslist ad for they were paying a grand for people to do it. It's insane. It's ridiculous. The hypocrisy knows no bounds. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna try to see if I can get uh, her to to like maybe hop on like a five minute interview with me and tell us more details about what happened on Friday. Um, if I can get a double fry, get the pot out, I'll, I'll add it for sure towards the end. But I just wanted to get your take on it. <laughs> oh, my take is hipócritas. Son todos unos hipócritas. <laughs> I, I, I respect some conservative viewpoints. I can understand the desire for less government intrusion in your lives, equally, including my vagina and uterus. <laughs> I do respect spending less money on government. I can, I can understand why someone would want that. Some people don't believe in government as an instrument for good. I personally believe that government can be an instrument for good. So, like, I can respect some conservative talking points. I agree with them, but I can respect them. And I, I really do think that you will end up somewhere in the middle. You have your crazy ideas. I have my crazy ideas. And we'll be in the middle. Yeah. The hypocrisy that of current Republican uh, wave is outstanding. It's, I mean, it's flabbergasting. You spent years criticizing Obama, everything. Your people hurled insults at the first family, racist, horrible, horrible insults at the first family. And you had no problem with that. Except if someone says anything about Baron, you now you have a problem. So Malia and Sasha were not off limits. 
What's the difference? That you don't agree with their father? Even even Chelsea Clinton was stood up for Baron to defend him. And even like, where was the outrage when the same exact play Shakespeare in the Park was done in 2012 in D.C. with a black gentleman as Obama? Like, I don't remember that. I don't. Do you remember the outrage? Not at all. No, not at all. I don't. Exactly. I think the hypocrisy is just out of control. I think the Republican Party needs to sit down and like really figure out what they stand for. And if now what they seem to stand for is bigotry, homophobia, racism, sexism, pretty much all the isms about hate. Yeah, I mean, and as much as I hate Trump, I honestly, what scares me the most is that I think he's not the sickness, he's the symptom of it. Oh, the absolutely. Not, like, how long has McConnell been obstructing? Mm-hmm. And saying, how long has, you know, Paul Ryan has been dreaming about taking a social security since he was drinking out of a keg. Like, these guys have, have been assholes forever. And that's all they know. Pretty much. It's they sickening. Just, they're just, they just wear a suit and a tie and they talk quietly and pretty. So it's not as obvious as a bombastic Trump, but they're saying the same shit. It's uh, totally. It's crazy. All right, well, let's wrap up the pod, Carla. I think that was a that was a good one. Yeah, chancletas to everybody who's a racist. But <laughs> yes. Thanks. Big it. Thank you to Maite. Please come back. It's been an honor, Maite. We love you and a blessing. You better come back. <laughs> Hit us up at pocpodcast.com. We have links to all, everything, all the articles we talked about, all the images, all the crazy gun nutty stories that we told you about. We didn't make that shit up. We got the receipts on the site, so don't tell us that we're lying or exaggerating. It's all there. Uh, you can email us at info at pocpodcast.com. Check us out on the Twitter machine at pocpodcast. Facebook.com slash group slash pocpodcast is we're there. And you can leave us some feedback at 347-709-3247. Give us a call sometime, guys. Do it. Carla will answer. <laughs> huh, for sure. Uh, just kidding. We'll answer. When we, if you're nice, we'll maybe play your, uh, your feedback on the show. We'll be back with, uh, this has been PLC Podcast, so we'll be back next week with more show. Thanks again, guys. Have a good week. Please survive it. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> All right. Ending the recording. Some people don't believe in... Government as an instrument for good. I personally believe that government can be an instrument for good. So, like, I can respect some conservative talking points. I agree with them, but I can respect them. And I, I really do think that you will end up somewhere in the middle. You have your crazy ideas. I have my crazy ideas. And we'll be in the middle. Yeah. The hypocrisy that of current Republican uh, wave it's outstanding. It's, I mean, it's flabbergasting. You spent years criticizing Obama, everything. Your people hurled insults at the first family, racist, horrible, horrible insults at the first family. And you had no problem with that. Except if someone says anything about Barron, you now you have a problem. So Malia and Sasha were not off limits. What? Yeah the difference that you don't agree with their father huh. even even chelsea clinton was 
stood up for Baron to defend him. And even like, where was the outrage when the same exact play Shakespeare in the Park was done in 2012 in DC with a black gentleman as Obama? Like, I don't remember that. I don't, do you remember the outrage? Not at part? all. No, nope, not I, at all. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think the hypocrisy is just out of control. I think the Republican Party needs to sit down and like really figure out what they stand for. And if now what they seem to stand for is bigotry, homophobia, racism, sexism, pretty much all the isms about hate. Yeah, I mean, and as much as I hate Trump, I honestly, what scares me the most is that I think he's not the sickness, he's the symptom of it. Oh, the absolutely. Not, like how long has McConnell been obstructing? Mm-hmm. And saying how long has... You know, Paul Ryan has been dreaming about taking a social security since he was drinking out of a keg. Like, these guys have, have been assholes forever. And that's all they know. Pretty much. It's they sickening. Just, they're just, they just wear a suit and a tie and they talk quietly and pretty. So it's not as obvious as a bombastic Trump, but they're saying the same shit. Uh, it's... Uh, Totally. It's crazy. All right. Well, let's wrap up the pod, Carla. I think that was a, that was a good one. Yeah. Chancletas to everybody who's a racist. But <laughs> yes. Bigot. Thank you to Maite. Please come back. It's been an honor, Maite. We love you. And a blessing. You better come back. <laughs> Hit us up at pocpodcast.com. We have links to all, everything, all the articles we talked about, all the images, all the crazy gun nutty stories that we told you about. We didn't make that shit up. We got the receipts on the site, so don't tell us that we're lying or exaggerating. It's all there. Uh, you can email us at info at pocpodcast.com. Check us out on the Twitter machine at pocpodcast. Facebook.com slash group slash pocpodcast. We're there. And you can leave us some feedback at 347-709-3247. Give us a call sometime, guys. Do it. Carla will answer. <laughs> For sure. Uh, just kidding. We'll answer. When we, if you're nice, we'll maybe play your uh, your feedback on the show. We'll be back with, uh, this has been PLC Podcast. We'll be back next week with more show. Thanks again, guys. Have a good week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.